San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49 Faithful UK Show. It's week 18. We have made it all the way through the regular season. And it is the visit of the LA Rams to Levi's. Now, usually, this is a divisional game that feels much bigger. But with the Niners locking up the number one seed and the Rams guaranteed either the sixth or seventh seed, this might be a bit more pre-season than post-season. I'm Gareth Ellis. And for the last regular season preview of the season, season, the gang's all here. It's Paul Hope. What up, Fairfall? It's Naji Karar. Hello, everyone. And back to match fitness, it's Lee Gowland. <laughs> well, not quite, but how are you all doing? I'm good, good. Looking forward to this one, I think. But, uh, lads, um, both teams guarantee playoffs. This game is, is headlined by a matchup that we didn't know we wanted. The first NFC West Ginger Bowl. It's Darnold <laughs> versus Wentz. Uh, and it's the choice that has faced every head coach heading into the playoffs in this situation. Is it rust or is it rest? Where do you guys sit on this? Nadji, I'm going to start with you because I'm pretty sure you're going to have an opinion on whether we rest players or whether we keep them match fit. It's, it's the age-old question at this time of the season when you already qualified. And as you all know, because I keep saying it all the time, although I haven't said it in a while... You don't get better by um, pl- you don't get better football by uh, not playing football. Uh, that's the only way you get better. And as Carl said in his press conference, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Maybe the Monday one. He said he is um, he wants to get better because he thinks we can still improve as a team, and and therefore we need to play now. Obviously. Um, been what it is and having two weeks off not just one uh, like the rams do it's an easier choice if you just have a one week um how much is too much rest that's that's the question and i do think two weeks completely off will take you out of game speed which can hurt you really bad if you're not quite up to speed in the first quarter of a playoff game uh, you could just basically lose the game there and then uh, because you'd just be far too behind. Um, Momentum is a thing, and it's not just during a game. It's also within a team. That feeling that you have of playing and you're in that rhythm of playing games a week per week, you kind of have to stay in it to just not lose focus. And, you know, Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. I'd say play as much as you need to and then then rest uh, within reason. Uh, and then that, yeah, that's kind of where I sit. So I would say snap count is where I would go. So play whoever can play. If you're injured, if you have niggles, stay out of it. But if you can play, you play, and maybe you play 60%, 70% of your snap. Or if you have a bit of a scare, so you feel something tight, just come out. There's no need to take risks. That's where I stand. Paul, what about you? I thought Nadji was going to steal my thunder because he's been doing his homework as I went. Head coach Carl Shanahan said, chaps, you can only rest seven guys if nobody's hurt. And we have six guys injured. So isn't it funny, as 49ers fans, the one position, if you went back 12 months ago and said, quarterback's nailed on everyone, we're resting the quarterback. People might have thought you were a bit insane, but no surprise to the listeners, I'm on the same page as Nadji. Brock's the only one that's sitting. The other six, if they've got niggles, don't need to risk them. And I'm just looking forward to the ginger ball, as you have quite rightly called this game on Sunday. Not just the first one, though. Surely in the 50s or something, there must have been a ginger ball at some point. However, people who are regular listeners will know me and Nadji, and I think Lee may have well. We called this game meaningless at the start of the season. So if you've been listening and ticking those predictions off, we did predict it. Both of you predicted this would be a Donald start. I think you might have predicted a loss with that. I should point out that I I saw the reference to Ginger Bowl on social media at some point, and and I thought I'm having that, um, but I won't take full credit for it. Well, I think Nadji's absolutely nailed it there. Um, I I would play the players two, three quarters. If they haven't got uh, injuries, play them for two, three quarters. You're going to have a fortnight off. That's more than enough time. Um, and obviously it's the Rams, so I'd still like to batter them. <laughs> so, yeah, as, as long as we can have as many players on there as possible who are starters, then oh, that's great. Yeah. 
See, what's good about this game, before we move on, is those fringe players, we can play them without any risk. I saw a tweet, Ben Barch has been playing well at centre in practice, and Chris Forrester said that he might see action at centre on Sunday, and you can give these players proper snaps in the NFL. And it, it doesn't matter. And I was going to say, Gareth, we should have done a disclaimer. The emotional roller coaster won't be back on Sunday, Faithful. It doesn't matter. Just enjoy this game. Really you say that, but <laughs> yeah. be nice still the Rams. It's still the Rams. Yeah, it would be nice to, to win every the game. Yeah, but we don't have two to years go. in a row because remember, it's never been done before, and no. it would be nice to set. And I, I do think uh, it's yeah. I'd, I would do want to beat them absolutely, set a point and prove everybody they were right voting all those pro bowlers in. Um, but yeah, it's just you. It's just managing. Expectat no expectation, but, uh, you know, we're not trying to win at all costs. Uh, we'll try to win, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think I agree with you, Lee. Just 60%, uh, two quarters. Yeah. Ba basically, what is it? Week, so uh, so let's get this right, Naji. You're agreeing with me, agreeing with you. That's so right. So you really, what you're really saying is you agree with yourself. I agree with myself. I haven't changed <laughs> yeah, my mind yet. That's what I thought yeah, you were that's saying. Right. That's right. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what you I'm really looking forward to seeing Sammy Womack play on Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Because I think he'll see some significant playtime. So well, that's what that's that. what this podcast is going to be about, really, I think, is who we're looking forward to see and yeah, exactly. who we're going to keep an eye out. Actually, I forgot to say this before, but I think we should revamp our player watch for this week and just choose four new players that we can yeah. keep an eye out. Because um, all those some of our players watch will probably play. Um, we can just see maybe, you know, the rookies, the ones we haven't chosen because they weren't going to play. More on that later. What do you think, Gareth? Rest or rest? I think we, we've got a consensus there. I think it's it's that fine line. I would keep the players playing, but you've got that snap count. I think it's good that with the Rams are in the same situation. Their players aren't going to want to pick up injuries uh, before the playoffs as well. If we were uh, playing a team that was, say, out of the playoffs, not saying that players go out to hurt each other, but people may be playing for contracts and know that this is the last game, maybe a head coach is going to change. They're, yeah, they're coming to the end of the contract. Some of those guys play full speed, whereas I think this is going to be a game, particularly in the second half, no one's going to want to get injured. No one's going to want to you know, play at that 100% at full-on um, the game doesn't really matter to either team. There is possibly a school of thought that the Rams may prefer to lose it, depending on the uh, playoff matchup, depending on, on how you go there. But I think certainly there's not a lot of difference between the sixth and seventh seeds. And and I think, yeah, we, we will segue into the, the fringe players, which is something that I think is, oh, is going to be interesting. It's going to be a bit of pre-season, that pre-season feel. And I think not only do we give those guys uh, a bit of a reward, perhaps, for putting in the, the shift this season? Because remember, those guys are still practicing as many hours as the starters. They're still traveling the same distance. They're putting in the same, same shift. They're just not getting the chance uh, on the field. And I think this is a great opportunity for some of them to maybe put themselves in the shop window for an extension with us or, or with someone else. Uh, and I think it's a, it's an opportunity for some of those guys to come out and shine. So I do like very much the idea that we're going to have a, a one-off, uh, different player player watch um, yeah. for this for this particular game. Um, and as I'm still talking, I'm going to leap in first um, oh. with Charlie Warner is going to be mine, and I want to see oh, Charlie nice. Warner get some catches um, and maybe George be cheering him on from the sideline. How about the rest of you, uh, Paul? I think probably you're you're next up on the list. So pick a player who you're going to be uh, rooting for. You Let's mean scroll apart down from to the my if you want. darling number ten? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, well, I mean, he is kind of yeah. You could probably stick with him. To be fair, I mean to be honest, lot, yeah. when I was preparing, I knew Lee was going to go for for Sammy Womack. Um, I'll pick someone on the defensive side of the ball just to be interesting, and I'm going to go for Ryan Logan. Because there was a lot of talk about him coming in, number 33. I think he had a solid game last week. I think he might feature more heavily this week against some... of. Because isn't the Rams got that young lad receiver who needs to needs so many receptions to break a record? Yeah, It might Pugin be interesting to see if Logan goes up against him. So that's my answer for you, Gareth. 
I, I don't. Is it receptions or yards? I, I think I think something is very I think it's, I think it's yeah. four four or five receptions and like 28, 29 yards, and he'll break the the rookie receiving for yeah. both. I mean, I'll I'll yards. be busy on player watch because Ronnie Bell's going to have four touchdowns, <laughs> fifty punt returns. It's going to be all good lads. Fifty Bell's. punt returns. It'll be a <laughs> terrible game. <laughs> Go on, Lee. Who do you want? Oh, it's obviously I'm taking, I'm taking Sammy Womack. Oh, you're taking Sammy, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I will say, though, I'm pretty sure starters, apart from Brock, are going to play maybe Something, the whole of yeah. the first quarter, I would imagine. Got a couple of possession, maybe free, free possession. And then we're going to start seeing people. Uh, you, have, you really left me everything open. I had so many I want to watch. Um, the two linebacker okay, rookie... Maybe. Pick, really pick an O and a D. Okay. Well, I'll I'll put it D Winters because um, I really like that draft pick. I think he's going to play a bunch. He played um, pretty much a whole fourth quarter against Commanders, or quite quite a bit anyway. So I'm going to pick D Winters uh, on the defense. And on offense, actually, I'm going to go tight end as well. You can't see him on the screen here. He's slightly off. I zoomed too much in. That's uh, Braden Willis, um, number nine. Um which we drafted this year as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on him as well, as soon as George Tech is due. Because Ross Dwelly, I think, is still injured. So it's going to be basically Charlie mm-hmm. Warner and, and Braden Willis. So, um, yeah, those two guys for me. Keep an eye Defensive on Defensive player for you, uh, Lee, coming back down the list? Yeah. Um... Not that many left. Choice. <laughs> it's not that many left. Well, Danny Gray might play. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Mason, obviously. Um, yeah, I didn't scroll to the injured, uh, sorry, to the practice squad, but we, we are going to activate a couple of these people on practice squad. So um, maybe TDP. TDP might get activated. Maybe. I never thought of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very much possible. Well, I'm, I'm hoping Jennings is back and in the third or fourth quarter he could be our wide receiver one yeah yeah it's a good segue into injuries uh, when when we're done doing this but uh, Jawan is limited practicing so I, I think I don't know that's well it's it's still the concussion which seems yeah. to be if he's practicing he's just working through the you con- have to do the, the limited protocol. then but fall. that's the second week in a row now that is must have been a bad one I don't even remember seeing mm. it I mean, we're going to keep an eye on everyone. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Ben Barch, it's interesting. Uh, I want to see what he, what he can do. Uh, Matt Pryor, Jaron Moore, all of these guys. You know, because looking at the future, all these contracts that we're going to have to eventually give all these wonderful players that we have, uh, you know, the BA, the Debo, CMC is going to need a new contract and Brock and all that. I think O-line is where we're going to have to go cheap. And mm. if we can find gems, it's going to make our lives a lot easier. So, well, I think you you've just uh, you've just taken off there, but obviously we had we signed oh, Sebastian Joseph Day not so long ago, and we have struggled with Eric Armstead out. I think if anyone yeah. was in any doubt about how important he is to the team, uh, that's been proved over the last few weeks. Unfortunately, it has shown up that Javon Kinlaw is still not there, not the first round player we expected um there's an opportunity here maybe he can have a big game and and give uh kyle something to think about but at the moment i imagine he's not going to be on the team next year kevin givens has hung around for for some time it'd be great to see one of these guys step up and and show that we actually do have some depth in the middle there behind uh, armstead and hargrave because uh, at the moment we are a little bit soft in the middle um and it's Eric's uh, absence is becoming concerning as we move into the uh, important part of the season. So that's that's uh, an area that I'm going to keep an eye on. Can we stop the run up the middle? Um, and can those guys uh, shore up the middle of the defence, which has been a bit softer in the last few weeks? So, shall we move over to the, uh, to the Rams? Much in the same position as us. We're not 100% sure who's going to play, other than we know Matt Stafford is not going to. 
Um, I'd completely forgotten about Carson Wentz, and I didn't even know the ad- he had a team. <laughs> um, so was mildly surprised to see he's going to be up at Levi's. Uh, and actually, I think you have got the Rams' offense to run us through. And um, the Rams have been quite good the back end of the season. Yes, they have. Uh, yeah, they've uh, they found a way to make to make it work with what they got. And uh, Pukenakua, uh, as we were just alluding to as had an incredible season which helped a lot um their running back karen williams has been playing really well to the point where they <laughs> released uh, some uh, car makers and uh didn't really sign anybody else they just kind of went with him and he's played really well uh what that offense going to look like with carson wentz is uh your guess is as good as mine uh, carson wentz tend to have good games against us so it is possible that uh they torture us, especially with a defense that doesn't have many starters because Gibson is out. Jaya Brown is probably going to be out. So a secondary is going to be very thin. Um, but you see there's a lot of red names on their, on their offense here. I think all of these guys are going to 100% not play at all, uh, rest very much. So it's, yeah, it's very hard. To, I think they're going to be very one-dimensional. It's going to be Pukenakua or Karen Williams, and then that's it. Um, and I, I don't quite think they'll be able to run on us with the O-line that they have, uh, and our D-line is still pretty good, I think. But it's a good test, uh, as you said a minute ago, um, Gareth. Um, it'll be a good test to see if they can try and do that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to guess what they're going to do. I'm guessing they're going to try and get Nakua to break the record. And uh, from there, do you guys, I, I don't even know. Ben Skoronek is all right sometimes, but that's about it, really. Do seem to be carrying some uh, some injuries there. I think Kyle has said that he kind of expects us to be playing the Rams in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And obviously, if they are the sixth or the seventh seed, then he's got a very good chance of being right because we will obviously face the lowest seeded team uh, remaining. So it's the Rams or possibly somebody else. Um, there's only really two options there. Well, uh, depending on how how the games pan out. Um, do, so do he suggested really it'll be vanilla. Do we really think Sorry. the Rams can actually go into Detroit or Dallas and beat them? Yeah, the I playoffs? think they can. Absolutely. Just purely on experience, right? The the Rams have have got players that have been in those kind of games. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Detroit definitely has not. And I think it's going to be a shock to the system when they get to the playoffs and realize you can't try and confuse the you know the team by declaring who's eligible or not. It's just that's, that kind of stuff doesn't work in the playoffs. It's going to have to play good football. And I, not that they don't. I'm just thinking the the moment might Rams be a little bit too Rams have got playoff experience. Yeah, exactly. And no pressure and nothing to lose. Absolutely, this was yeah. supposed to be a rebuilding. They can go wherever they want. No one's going to favour them to win. And they've won six of the last seven, I think only losing to uh, to Baltimore. So they're on a good and run. A close they've game. got momentum. <laughs> yeah, and Dallas, if they go to Dallas, you know what they do in the playoffs. So that's it. Yeah, they can absolutely win that game. All right, defence. You've been very quiet, Paul. Do you want to uh, look, take over on the defense? Unless there's anything to say on the offense, I think it will be. It's going to be a vanilla game, and I think we're we're going to see a few who moments. Yeah. Um. With with players coming off uh, practice squads, particularly third and fourth quarters. So run us through the uh, defense, Paul. I mean, you you say Rams defense, and straight away you think ninety nine. Aaron Donald. Normally, I'd have spent the last week watching a lot of game tape. But uh, Sean McVay came out and said he's not playing. So <laughs> don't need to talk about 99. So I focused a bit on um, their actual defence. I was surprised, chaps. You mentioned a total rebuild this year, Gareth. And you're right. The Rams fans thought this year was going to be a write-off. They um, were 32nd in the league in cap allocation to the defence. So that tells you where they thought the defence was going to be this year. They only brought two starters back, which was Aaron Donald, which isn't playing. And linebacker, Ernest Jones. And I thought, right, chaps, middle linebacker, I'll do some homework on him. And he's not playing on Sunday either, Gareth. <laughs> he's been one of their better players. So I thought, 
where shall I go for the for the defense? So you, you took the word out of my mouth. Week eighteen matchup, meaningless. It's not a divisional rivalry game that we've come to know and love. But like I said, if you'd been listening to our podcast from the start, that wouldn't have been a surprise because me and Nadji called that. But philosophy wise, Morris has been there for three years. He stuck very closely to the principles that he inherited from Brandon Staley. And what I mean by that is he likes a lot of two deep safety looks and he likes light boxes up front. Morris has always been more of a Tampa 2 scheme coach. And although he does like to mix it up, he likes to be exotic on what those fronts look like. He tends to run a lot of the defence through Aaron Donald, which is no surprise. So again, preparing for the show, if Aaron Donald's not playing, it's going to be interesting to see who Morris leans on. Um, I mentioned there that Staley tended to favour heavily on the quarters coverage, where Morris tends to make it look like a cover two, but then when the snap goes, they rotate to a cover one, cover three. And I was quite surprised to see that this defence is quite young. It's an experienced. The weakness for me, and I'm not sure whether you guys agree, is the secondary. So even if their starters were playing, the Rams' defence has struggled all season. Though that said, there's a familiar face in their secondary. We've been playing all right. So Akello Weatherspoon chaps, He's got a 45.7 completion rate when being targeted. And he's got three of the Rams' 14 interceptions. So we talk a lot on this show about the turnover battle. They've only got 14, which is the third fewest in the NFL. And like I said, chaps, they've been struggling when it comes to stopping the pass. And basically, their defence is Aaron Donald on one side. And I think he's a rookie, Nadji, correct me if I'm wrong, third-round rookie, Brian Young, the edge rusher on the other side. He's Got four sacks, 28 pressures, but basically they're ranked 23rd in pressure rate, Gareth, 29th in the sacks. And when your secondary isn't very good, that adds up to a recipe of disaster. Dependent on where you get your rankings from the defence chaps, they're ranked about 21st, 22nd in the league. And again, that's with all their starters. They're giving up about 234 yards per game. They're giving up 24 points per game. I was reading those numbers and thinking, those a Brock Purdy numbers. But he's not playing. He's not playing. <laughs> so that's basically it in a nutshell for the defence because, like I said, Aaron Donald's not playing. There's a few names on there that I didn't recognise. So when I looked, I think they've the second team since the Cleveland Browns did it in 2016, 14 draft picks made their final roster. And interestingly enough, with one eye on next season, so I did my homework, Gareth, the Rams have $70 million in cap space. So they're coming off a good season. Like you've said there, they've got nothing to lose. Even if they're one and done in the playoffs, I think this year was supposed to be a rebuild year. I don't think you're going to see any changes to the top. And any questions, chaps? And you can't talk about Aaron Donald because he's not playing. <laughs> no. no what can we say? Well, the, that, on paper, <laughs> that defence sounds quite poor, but they, they, they have been on the winning streak. So I do wonder how much of those numbers might have been early struggles in the in the beginning of the season when they were trying to get this unit together. And obviously those rookies who they're depending on were finding their feet in the NFL um, and a good bit of coaching and, and maybe they have. Uh, so I imagine their record is defensive record is probably better over the back end of the season than the uh, front end of the season. But that is just a guess, and I wouldn't dare like to go against your. Uh, I mean, uh, stats yes, but analysis oh, there, Paul. You know, the five you implicitly. Their okay. five-game winning streak is Cardinals, Browns, Commanders, Saints, and Giants. It's not like they beat they beat Juggernauts. They just beat fair enough. But you still, teams. as we but, say, yeah, you've still yeah. got to beat the team in front of you, haven't you? Yeah, they, but they beat them badly. Uh, for some, some of them, you know, they they won by. Well, I mean, they should have lost against the Giants. The Browns. You know, last week. The Browns were a tough team to play. Yeah, Browns. They, well, I mean, I, I think they played them at the time where the Flacco just arrived, so it was it was fairly easy to win that game. Um, I mean, to yeah. be fair with the stats, Gareth, the way it's looked, you could argue because the Rams have been behind in games. That's why on paper they look like a pass-heavy team, and why they look like they're struggling in the defense because the games can go topsy-turvy. I did go back and watch the Rams Ravens game, and that one was one hell of a game. <laughs> what a finish in overtime! But. Uh, You've said yourself, I think Sean McVeigh and Carl Shanahan know each other so well. It wouldn't surprise me, Najee, if they're already thinking, could we meet in two weeks' time? So we're going to yeah, put nothing 
on Can't game tape. So. This could be one of the most comical worst games you've ever seen because neither yeah. team wants to show their hands. Or it could be an it's absolute pre-season. shootout pre-season. Pre-season, pre-season vibe, for sure. But my yeah, friend... Though, though the uh, the quarterback matchup could be interesting because I, I imagine that uh, Wentz is only on a one-year deal. We know Darnold is on a one-year deal. Um, if you look at a lot of the other quarterback matchups around the league, they're quite uninspiring. So you do wonder if those guys are, are thinking that, hey, if I put a good game on tape here, maybe I can chuck myself into the mix for some of the teams out there who don't have very inspiring quarterback rooms right at the moment. Um, and maybe there's a chance to go somewhere else. There we say it's someone like the Patriots or Pittsburgh or someone like that, maybe compete with a rookie. There, there may be a job out there. Those two guys know they're in the shop window um, and they were first round picks and they were franchise quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, what, two, three years ago, both of them. So NFL comes at you fast, but that could be an interesting um, matchup with two guys with nothing to lose, um, nothing on the line um, other than the rest of their earnings and careers. So who knows? It could be a shootout for the ages. We'll see when we get down to the score predictions. It was just interesting preparing for the show because normally you'd look at the matchups like, you know, Aaron Donald going up against our offensive line, Jordan Fuller going up against Brandon Ayuk. But I don't know about you three, but preparing for this, you just don't know, which makes yeah, it it's weird what one. a game yeah. to predict. It's good that we're doing Friday. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, we've even left it an extra day, people. So we're recording this on Friday. And I was like, Tracy... I need a score for Leonard. To be honest, chaps, I nearly asked Jasmine what she thought her score was going to be. <laughs> cause I need I need some inspiration for that trophy, Nadji. Uh, there it is. Right there. Yeah, the, uh, the trophy. Yeah, well, I think this is probably the perfect time to segue into the score predictions because I don't know that we have got a lot more we can say about the particular game. So uh, who is who's currently leading? It's it's toss-up between Paul and Nadji. One of yeah. you's going to have to go first. Uh, and I don't get to go last. <laughs> uncharted ter- It's uncharted territory for me. That's the biggest of breaking news. Uh, I, I can go first. I was first before Paul. Uh, Paul, sorry. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Paul joined me last week. Um, God, this is just the, the biggest. And I was, at the beginning of the week, I was going to go Rams win uh, because I thought Stafford might play and they might try and win to get the six or whatever. But then when Sean McVeigh uh, announced that no one was playing, I was just like, oh, how am I going to guess this? I'm going to go for a respectable 28-17 Niners win. And that seems like a lot of points, but that's what I'm going to go for. Especially when the over-under was set at 41. That I saw earlier. Really, I know. I yeah. know like to mention that for those people that gamble responsibly. So Nadji's smashing the over under there. I like it. Nadji. Well, it's a little over. It's not. It's not too bad. Yeah, we're a four point favorite. <laughs> that's not a lot. That's not a lot at home, is no, it? But I think that's, not a lot uh, that's indicative of the low stakes nature of the game. I'll go twenty eight seventeen because who knows what's going to happen in the fourth quarter? We might have. Brandon Allen throwing foot two touchdown to Danny Gray or whatever. Who knows? Well, Nadji, you up next. Mascot isn't too dissimilar to yours. So okay. unlike the season uh, preview show, Gareth, I'm changing my mind. The Niners are winning this one, and it's going to be 27 to 20 to the 49ers. Oh, okay. Four, seven points, smashing the over. <laughs> Well, I've got I've got to go third. It's yeah. outrageous. <laughs> How's it um, feel? Uh, it's feel? it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a nail biter, okay. uh, and the Niners are going to pull out a twenty six to twenty three victory. Not very close, kinda. Go is, on, that, uh, is it going to be a field goal winner, Gary? Yeah, Moody, Moody Moody Walker field it. goal. Fair. Moody wins it. So, so the Sweet first thing it. I noticed on Nadji's um, prediction is this will be the fifth time he's predicted that our opponent scores 17 points and the other four times has yielded him zero points. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but you can't change it. It's on there now. It's on there now. It's on there. It's okay. Okay, so I need to be, I need to be very bold here if I'm going to get back in this race. So I'm going for a 27-24 LA Rams win. Oh, 
27, 24. That must have hurt. It. it did hurt. It. I you feel all it. dirty. I might need to go and have a shower after this. You heard it here <laughs> first. Lee, the stat man, analysed the figures, and he wants that trophy that bad. He'd rather... Oh, Lee. Lee, man. Mm. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a bold move. Yeah, so, I mean, if he pays out, you, you might just jump in front. You know, it's plain and simple. So Can you remember when we were in the gold mine? And we were at the Stanford game, Nadji, and you weren't with us. And I think Stanford scored a touchdown, and Lee met, got me to record a personal message that I cannot repeat on the show. I have a feeling that <laughs> oh, if that trophy I'll lands in Gowland's hands, <laughs> we may see a repeat of that yeah, message. That's very, that's very possible. Yeah, uh, completely oh. forgot all about that, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was this. Oh, nice. <laughs> All, all any, any, uh, any boldies it, we, it, it, we can mention? Yeah, I've got... I'm, I'm going for yeah Charlie Warner, hundred yards and a touchdown. Oh, no way! <laughs> that, that is bold. That is that bold. is bold. Um, I've got one for offense. I think Sam Darnold will score three touchdowns, um, one running, and um, there will be Good call. seven or more turnovers in his game. Well, yeah, I could see it being a, a little bit of a yeah. circus game. So I think I'm going to go really, really bold. I'm going to say that Debo is going to have 130-plus receiving yards in the first half. Wow. So he can break 1K? Because I think that's about what he, he needs, needs 129. Well, mm, that's good. I like that. I like that. I was expecting a Sammy Womack bold prediction. And I even wrote in my notes, if Lee doesn't mention Sammy Womack in this section, but... Um, I always think some. Debo yeah, Samuel only needs four rushing yards to join Charlie Taylor as the only players in their first five years in the NFL with at least 4,000 receiving and 1,000 rushing yards. So I'm expecting mm. Kyle to... Let Debo yeah, get those rushing yards. Yeah. He likes to play against the Rams, so I think we're going to score three touchdowns, two field goals. I think Debo gets two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. And you stole my thunder a little bit, Nadji. I said we win the turnover battle, but I'm not putting the number on what that turnover <laughs> battle is going to be. It's going to be like a hot potato. You have it. Yeah. No, you have it. No, you have it. So seven, seven plus. And if we win this one, this one's bold, Gareth. At the moment, we have won 12 straight games versus NFC West opponents. It's tied the longest streak in the division. So we're making more history, people. We're winning this one. It's 13. We break another record. And Lee will be crying into that prediction trophy. <laughs> no, to be honest, to be honest, see, it, it, I was thinking about this. If I predict a Rams win, then obviously I'm going to be happy because I'm going up the predictor yeah. league. And yeah. If I don't win it... And the 49ers win. I'm yeah, going to win because stuff. we beat the Rams again. I like yeah. it, mate. I do. Yeah, it's, it's a hedging, no hedging lose your bets. situation. Hedging Sunday. your bets. <laughs> so as I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, as you know, I trawled back through our season prediction show um, oh, yeah. where we it's... got out the wheel of positivity and had a few predictions for players. Yeah. Um, we'll, I think we'll probably review that properly on the season review show oh the people on the youtube can see it but i was just going to mention that i think we we need the small matter of um 10 defensive touchdowns will make one of our season bowl predictions i think we need about 30 sacks to meet another one um i think diomodor lenore needs i think three pick sixes i think ambry thomas <laughs> needs three pick sixes um yeah, I think there was there was a few others on that. Christian McCaffrey's not going to make some of the, those, um, but yeah, we were we've we've still got a chance, and obviously there's there's still three more games. So I think those uh, season predictions will extend through into the postseason. So it isn't just the last game, um, but yeah, we a um, couple that could be done that I do remember. I think Clennon Farrell needs about three or four sacks, which is possible. Um, to take one of the uh, predictions. I think you predicted he would have more sacks than a oh, higher-profile right. player. Um, and he, uh, 
Oh, it's yeah. not likely, but it's not impossible. A lot of them are not likely, but not impossible. So when, when we do recorded, Gareth, when you went back and listened, when did we record that show? Just, it's just like for August, early, right? early like September. Early September, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not bad. Not bad for four not guys bad, on the side of the pond. No. Uh, any other games you're going to be keeping your eyes on? Um, it's been quite good end of the season, I think. A lot of people have said this hasn't been a great season from quality, but I think it has been a good season in terms of uh, parity. There's uh, a lot of teams still got something to play for this point of the season. Uh, who are you going to be keeping an eye on? Yeah, that was one of the the worries when we went to one extra game was that the season would be decided earlier and then the last couple of weeks wouldn't matter so much. But if you look at the, especially the AFC, uh, anybody's in it at the moment, it's going to be very exciting to watch this. But I'm keeping my eye on uh, on the Bears-Packers game because I think it would be very funny for the Packers to lose and miss the playoff. Uh, it would mean, it probably mean the Seahawks are in it, uh, which I wouldn't mind beating again in the, in the playoffs at some point. Rams or Seahawks, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, I just I just think it would be funny. Because Chicago's having a quietly goodish mm, season, good back uh, end, and uh, and the number one pick, so <laughs> they're having a they're having a great time. Well, I'm sure they would rather be in the playoffs, but yeah. So yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to Red Zone at 6 p.m. and then yeah. watching our game. And uh, no pressure. We think back to that Week 18 game against Rams when we had to win it Ugh. to be in it. And you're right, Najee. Kind of. There's NFL fans in the UK. You wait for what seems like forever for the season to come, and now we're at week 18, and mm-hmm. all the banter we've had with other fans, and you know, you go on social media. The Bills, uh, I think we were saying off air. I, I wasn't sure of the connotations. I'd seen something where they had to win to be in, but it could go the ways. That's quite a shock because they were quite favoured at the start. Um, and like you said, if the Bears beat the Packers. I don't know how Mr. Rogers will take that one, Nadji, because he's been very vocal in the last few days about that connection, which surprised me. Now he's up in New York. But uh, what about you, Gareth? Any game jumps off for you? Yeah, I think Bills, Bills, Miami. That's yeah. uh, that's going to be a potentially uh, a good game. I think this is the the part Later. of the season we don't get to decide. Uh, well, or we we don't get to influence from the Niners' point of view who represents the AFC. So I, I keep an eye on it, but yeah, seeing how the NFC will shake out, and obviously we uh, we can sit and enjoy the uh, Super Wildcard weekends next weekend. So obviously keeping an eye on how that's going to uh, uh, develop and who's going to visit the division winners. Uh, I'll keep an eye on those games, and sometimes I think week eighteen you get a few mad things. People try something a bit crazy. Sometimes you've got players retiring. Um, I do remember it was a few years ago, I think it was Detroit's kicker was retiring. So they set him up for a field goal and he threw a touchdown pass instead. Can't think of his name. He was, uh, he must've been in his forties when he finished finally playing. Um, but that sort of stuff sometimes happens in week 18. So, um, I'm going to look out for anything like that. Um, as you said on red zone. Funny you should mention um, that because I was going to make another bold, uh, claim. Go on, Lee. That, uh, Mitch Wisnowski would line up as running back. Sometime in the game. <laughs> Kyle's obviously seen a skill set when he ran that uh, fake punt and he's thinking, yeah, CMC is going to rest this week. Let's see what Mitch can do. It's been a, a strange one with the fantasy football finishing last week. Um, bit of a mixed bag for me, Gareth. I'm not sure I'm going to do it next year. It's too stressful. I might follow Nadji's route. It's just too much time. I think I won one out of 11 and it's just too complicated sometimes so again i'm just looking forward to watching football on sunday nfl sunday 6 p.m when you look back at the season we've had the watch parties the gold mine it kind of feels a bit weird a good year watching yeah. it at home but then in the back of your mind's known there's the playoffs there's a super bowl i've seen the the vibe on the group people asking what's happening and you're like yeah. for obvious reasons there's no plans yeah. at the moment but i was gonna i was gonna get to that in the in the outro but yeah, and I want to say to everybody that listens, enjoy this time right now because you you know it is t- entirely possible that we play one game in the playoff and we're out, and this season feels like a disaster. But right now, it it's probably the best season we've ever had 
Uh, I mean, that can remember anyway. Uh, last year was pretty awesome. Uh, this year is even better. And who's to know what's going to happen next year? You know, uh, injuries, whatever it can be. Your season can get derailed so fast in this in this sport. So we got two weeks to just purely enjoy the last 17 weeks, 18 weeks of football. Been such a joy. And so just, yeah, this is cherry on top. Just a meaningful, meaningless game against the Rams and sweep the West and all that. It's It's kind of cool. So, yeah, appreciate the time, people. Because it might not last. It, it could get way better, and it will get way better when we lift the trophy in February. Well, when Discord could get very dangerous now, Nadji, because yeah, Eric Oregard is back in the UK. On yeah. 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 So Mrs. O might be aware of what's going on on that phone of his. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so while uh, while we're very much looking forward to uh, week 18, um, week 18 does mean Black Monday. Um, at the end, where head coaches are traditionally shuffled off rather unceremonially at the end of the season. Uh, we've already lost three in this season. That seems a little bit quiet. Is that about average? Not Probably quite sure. Average, Maybe it's about right. Yeah. Um, but I do think there are going to be at least a couple of firings on, on Black Monday, or at least uh, parting ways, whether it's a firing or just a... Uh, yeah. Um, a redundancy, shall we say? Uh, any uh, any names leap out? I I think Arthur Smith's going to struggle at Atlanta. I think he hasn't seemed to get much going he, with he's three. He's already been told that he's coming nights. back next year, hasn't he? Has he? I'm sure he's already been told. Well, that I, he'll I be wasn't told back. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout out. Okay, okay. Who have you got then, Lee? Uh, Belichick. Belichick. Belichick's one. definitely going. Yeah, I don't think he'll be at the Patriots next season. Wow, possible. That is that's seismic. Yeah, I was going to say Brad, Brad, Brandon Staley for me. The Chargers. I don't think that's... he's already gone. Is he already yeah, gone? gone. So yeah, he's, 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 he's gone. gone. He's gone. <laughs> Couple of weeks. Finally, free Justin. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, Ron River is probably going to be gone. Um, yeah. What what that's going to mean for the NFC East is quite interesting, actually. If the Giants can get their hack together, it might actually become enjoyable to watch these people. Um, I just I would love the Commanders to be good so they can beat the Eagles and Cowboys every year because I don't mind the Commanders all, all that much. Um, yeah, I think Belichick would be quite crazy. I heard Mike Tomlin, but now that they're nine and eight, mm. I don't think he's gonna go. Yeah, it's I, not the type I of thing Mike that Tomlin might do. That they don't really do any knee-jerk reactions. No, I believe I think he might step away. He's been there for right. so long, and you know, just kind of a, the same way they had with Coward and uh, basically all the coaches they've had at, at the Steelers. They kind of like they kind of get fired, but not really. It's just like we still like you, but go and do something else. We will try something else, kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's two big names that could go. Maybe I've seen the Raiders players rallying around the interim head coach there, so that'll be interesting to see whether they keep him in posts. The Raiders, they're going to well. do something stupid for so, sure. So just in case either one of you haven't noticed, Gareth isn't dead. He looks as though he's actually dropped off the internet there. Oh, he has, yeah. He hasn't okay. moved for quite a while. So while we wait for Gareth to come back on and join, I have a question for Nadji. I'm, I'm going okay. to steal Paul's thunder and Paul's um, gimmick on the uh, the Tuesday Live show. And I'm going to give you a would you rather. Oh, okay. So, Nadji Karar, would you rather... Have Brock Purdy a quarterback or Justin Herbert? <laughs> no, I'd rather have Brock. I think Brock is. <sighs> I thought he was going to do the whole. My internet's not working either. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back on with a number ten shirt there and a number thirty. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I, I generally think Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. I Brock is, Brock is amazing though. I. I'm starting. The thing you've got to think is, I've known Brock for a year and a bit, right? I've I've been following Justin Herbert for six, seven years now uh, since he's playing for Oregon. So, I've been, you know, a massive fan of his for a long time. Um, so yeah, we, we know. haven't noticed. Well, you don't short much. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. I have this jersey. That's how, that's how much I like him. But interesting. Do, do you sleep in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuddle it. 
<laughs> I'm going to say, interesting you've gone down that road, Lee, because obviously we do have our own news. You said that about Tuesday show. Yeah. It's moving yeah, to on. Wednesday. And I was going to say to people, I have asked, been asked a couple of times, so the Would You Rather was synonymous with the Tuesday show. So as you've seen in my update, we won't be carrying that feature we'll over find onto else. Wednesday. Um, we're taking this opportunity to obviously bring in some new hosts and bring in some new features, which we've posted in the group. So a cheeky plug, Wednesday, 8pm. So do tune in and be excited to see. Obviously, I'm remaining the, the, the main host, for want of a better word. And I'll be joined by some familiar faces and possibly new faces in the next coming weeks. So I'm yeah. looking forward to you chaps joining the chaos that is the live. Because you've <laughs> yeah. done one before, Lee, and we were always trying to get Nadji on and Gareth. Yeah. But you have done one before you stepped in for me when I had a family emergency. So it's a slightly different feel, isn't it, Lee, than the pod? It is. It is a slightly different feel. And I think it's... Obviously, when we did it, we did the... Um, the watch party show so it felt a lot different yeah. not having to talk about the football even yeah. though we did talk a little bit about the football but it was mainly about the watch party um and it was kind of good which is why i thought um and i kind of teased it out earlier in the week maybe it's the first um the first live show the first new live show for the wednesday night um obviously we are playing our final regular season game of our 10th season at levi stadium um, and it might be a good time to uh, drag up that uh, conversation that we had with Nadji many moons ago now. I think it was a good two seasons ago when Nadji dropped the conspiracy theory about Candlestick Park, but he didn't elaborate on that. So that might be a good one to talk about. And what I would like to hear is everybody's outrageous conspiracy theories of why we moved out of Candlestick. It doesn't have to have an ounce of truth in it the more yeah. outrageous the better we'd like to hear them and we'll discuss them on the show as well so yeah, we're you missed, sorry Nadji what you missed Gareth is mm. Lee asked Nadji a very important question so I don't know if you want to fill him in uh, on the question Lee not literally fill him in which means something different in our face so, so I kind of <laughs> I kind of stole Paul's thunder a bit and give him a would you rather and it was oh. would you rather have Brock Purdy a quarterback or Justin Herbert all of a sudden, the colour yeah. drained out of Nadji. He went as white as a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I answered pretty well, right? You did. I'm you did. I mean, there's only one party. answer. I imagine not answer. Well, apparently right. there's not. There's two answers. There's, there is two answers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he got it right the first time. Right. We're, not, we're not saying this at all to wind you up, Nadji. I think Herbert is one of the most overweighted players in the league. He makes, he makes a load of wow foes. And people seem to forget he just makes all these interceptions that costs his team games. Now everyone's going to blame his coach. Six this year, and he's we will see. Six. So yeah, the next meet, at the next meetup, Nadji will be in his Oregon Herbert jersey, and he no, will no, debate it's this point in there. It's a Chargers <laughs> jersey. I've never I, been able I, to buy it. I, I, I can't believe I could be wrong. I think he's going to be one of those guys who will who will always put up decent numbers, always put up some wow throws. But I ain't gonna win anything. There we go. I've said it. Good coach. Give him a good coach. We'll see. We will see. Next year. Have, have you covered everything? Check. Sorry about that. My um, yeah, my Chrome decided to completely melt down. Um, it's all good. Yeah, we have. I am. I am back. Talked about the live quickly. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's a work in progress. We uh, we're gonna try things. Nothing set in stone. Uh, tell us what you want, and we'll uh, we'll try that. Um, and then, yeah, in, on to PSAs. Uh, watch parties. Nothing is organized yet. Um, so stop asking us, please. <laughs> we don't know. Um, if we follow the path of what happened last year, we assume something might get done at some point. Uh, where, when, well, when will be easy. That's when the game is. Um, but where and all that. We'll let you know as soon as we know, and it's a hundred percent definite. Um, and yeah, so that's that's all I, all we can say. Really. What, what, we one thing we I can say is info, that so. we will know before anybody else. Yeah, we we will, and we will let you know as soon as. But the conspiracy theory at the moment is we keep getting messages, and we're answering them honestly, like no, but we don't know. And people <laughs> yeah. are like, oh, all right, yeah, I don't know. You, you you look at your phone, you think, really? I, I've got no information at the moment. Like you said, Lee, once we know. We have been proven in the past to, as soon as we know, 
you guys are not because we're in the same boat. We want to know if something's happening and we want to arrange transport. And yeah, and to be, and to be perfectly transparent, we have told, uh, you know, the 49ers and Nick to let us know as soon as possible so we can tell people so they can arrange transport, take time off, and et cetera, et cetera. Salva hands. Uh, they, they, so, so these uh, are rumors. They are trying to, you know. There is a rumour that the watch party will be at Wolverhampton Wanderers football ground. We're going to request that the game's played on a Wednesday. Jonathan Wass is going to turn up wearing wed. And then hopefully we'll get the win. Now, there's no such thing as curses and all the rest of it. I know some people, Nadji, like to book for the Super Bowl. And we used to yeah. do our own one a couple of years ago. Like me and Lee used to just book up at Newcastle because there was only a few of us went. But obviously after the 2019 Super Bowl run and what's happened the last couple of years, we haven't booked anything because obviously when the Niners get there, we're hoping for some news and that's yeah. why we haven't booked any. But if you want to go ahead and book your own Super Bowl watch party or do stuff in your own local area, you want us to support that, let us yeah, know. But not. I must admit, Nadja, I've seen other fan groups now asking the questions and you think, yeah. oh, can't say anything at the moment because <laughs> we don't know. We have no idea. People we will assume know it, we, it might, we but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, any final thoughts on the on the season as a whole before we wrap up? I mean, I've said it already. I'm saying I think it again. you have. It's well covered. Um, yeah, I'm. I want to say it again. Justin Herbert is really good, and also enjoy this time. It's great. <laughs> what a season we've had. Enjoy it. I think it's been a great season for the team and a, and a great season for the group. Seeing the uh, uh, everyone out of the gold mine. I obviously I missed the London watch party. Um, but to see that compared to a few years ago where um, there wasn't really much happening in terms of a fan network in the UK, uh, to have those in such a short period of time, I think is uh, shows the work, particularly from Liam, Liam Paul promoting the group and, and tapping up the Niners and, and whatever information you've got on Jed Lee, it's, uh, it's clearly, clearly working. Well done. Jeez, Teamwork you, makes the dream work. It's, all, it's, it's everyone. It's the community. We joked on the show about the podcast last week hitting our record downloads. I'm still absolutely buzzing about that, to be fair. Like you said, us four meet up. We talk football. We have our group chat going. But if people weren't downloading and listening and giving us feedback, it would just be us four talking, which I'm sure we would still do. But it is appreciated that everybody does download. And Nadji, I'll say it again, that trophy... I've had a lot mm. of messages about that trophy, buddy. So I'm looking mm. forward to seeing who wins. I'm just to clarify, that's end of the season, isn't it? So it's yeah, playoffs yeah, yeah. included as it's, well. It's it's end of the Niners season. I think that's end when our predictions, because yeah, yeah. their Niners predictions will, will so finish. So at least at so. least two more games. At least two more games. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, gents. Thanks for joining me. Um, thanks for joining me for 18 times though i have missed a missed a couple of shows along the way there and thanks to everybody who listens to the show where do you stand on the rust or rest question let us know in the comments uh, and also let us know any crazy predictions you might have for this game because i do feel it could be uh it could be quite exciting it could be quite mad um it could be quite terrible in equal measure but there we are we will be back early next week to review the season finale and then we'll look ahead to our bye week um, and see how the postseason matchups have shaken out. So the regular season goes fast. Enjoy this last game, but look ahead to the next three. Go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.